we will get going. So um, just a little quick preamble because we have all our new soul crafters coming in, but they officially prep week doesn't start until Friday the 29th. So they may or may not join us on this call because we have some people joining already, but they might listen to the recording. So I just want to welcome all of our new soul crafters if you're listening to the recording and then we'll have our official kickoff call on um, October 5th. So just a, as a reminder for everyone, usually with Soulcraft throughout the year, when it's evergreen, when you can join at any time, we do our calls every two weeks, except for the fifth week of the year, if there is a fifth week. And then when we have a Soulcraft launch, which we, of course, are just about to go into that, then we do it weekly. Last year, I don't think that we did um, a call during prep week, but we are going to do one during prep week this time. So we'll actually have nine weekly calls. I've got it all up on the dashboard as well for October. We haven't done November yet because there's a time change. But if you go to your dashboard, you'll see all the October calls and your Google calendar has updated as well. So you're all set for, for October. Same times, just alternating. But instead of every two weeks, it's every week for the next nine weeks starting October 5th. Okay, enough of the public announcements. <laughs> so, so good to see everybody. Um, so for again, for everyone who has been with us for a while knows this, but I'm going to say this for people that are coming in. So our office hours are always built with a structure of half an hour on our businesses. So our network marketing businesses, of course, and then we do the second half on personal development and the deeper stuff. So it's not really like the light personal development. It's really kind of getting under the hood into the real things that matter. So we always love if you pre-post questions because that gives me a chance to think about the questions but no worries if you don't and oftentimes on the call you'll think of something so we've got a full 30 minutes to talk about anything in your network marketing business so any other questions that come up but I love Wouter's question this was one that he pre-posted I'm going to read it out loud because there are so many nuances to it that are so important so it actually is is such a good time to have this question asked because of what we can go through with it. So let me just read the whole entire thing. So um, Wouter says, I have the following question, which, which comes out of a conversation I recently had with my upline in my current network marketing company. According to this person, it's not a good time to start a new network marketing company with products to sell that have very good quality, but are very expensive. This is because currently with the inflation and everything getting more expensive, people are not willing to buy high-end products quote unquote, it high end, quote unquote, it will be difficult to sell, for example, a really highly priced 85 euros, in this case, skincare products in recession times, with everybody looking into every penny they spend. What would be the reason to ignore this and still believe it is still worth trying? I love that. Looking for reasons for it to work. <laughs> that is such the mindset of an entrepreneur. So good. Um, just to know, just so you know, I'm thinking about starting a business in a new network marketing company instead of focusing on my current one. But first, get my things in place for my WizArt business first. We all love that name. And thanks for your answer. See you tomorrow in the meeting. Okay, so this is so good. So I want to talk first about the idea of who we get our advice from. Now, your upline, and this, this is going to be for everybody, our upline and people that are close to us will always have an agenda. Now, people in our family, our partners, et cetera, it will usually come from love. 
you know, like they really care about us. And, and I'm sure your, your applying too comes from love as well. So it can be from love or they have a gen, an agenda. They want you to do something, but people who are close to us always have an agenda. Okay. And, and when, when we say agenda, that seems like it's a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that they have something they care about us that they want us to do. So you just always want to be mindful that of when you're, you're asking advice. And I'm going to talk about another scenario as well. Of course, with an upline, they're going to care about you. So that's going to be part of it. That's where they're coming from. But also realize they have a vested interest in you staying in your network marketing company and not doing another one. Okay, so just bear that in mind when you're gathering information. I always think, is there an agenda? You know, so I mean, even right now in the Soulcraft launch, I'm marketing Soulcraft. I have an agenda. Now it's a good agenda because I know this course is has the power to transform lives, of course, but I have an agenda. Okay, so we just always want to be really aware of that. Now, something else I want you to consider as well. Whenever, and this is a different thing, but it's it's really worthwhile talking about. Whenever you ask advice from someone, always be sure that that person has done it and been successful in it. Okay, now this doesn't really relate to this question because of course your upline has done network marketing, they're probably successful. But I mean, in general, if you're asking advice, like, should I do this? It's, it you know, loved ones who know you, sometimes it's good to get their advice too, but really put more weight to someone who has done the thing you're asking about and has been successful in it, okay? And it's not to say like, you know, like, let's say for example, you know, Peter or, you know, my ex-husband of 13 years knows me really well. So of course it would be good for me to say, you know, what do you think? But if they haven't done the thing, or been successful in it, I need to put weight also on someone who has done it and been, been successful. And I specifically mention this because network marketing, when you're looking for the first time to do it, a lot of people can say, oh, you shouldn't do that thing. But that's not the person you want to listen to, A, if they haven't done it or if they failed at it. Okay. So this, the same thing for everything. Should I get a life coach? You know, someone might say, well, you don't need a life coach. It's just a waste of money. Have they done life coaching and have they had a good life coach? You know, because sometimes, I mean, I've had bad life coaches too that I've stuck with for two months and then left. So so that's a, a real caveat. Just always think when you ask advice. And the biggest thing is I think it's good to get advice and to talk through things because you'll come to your own realization as well just through talking and getting advice, but always go back to what you feel. And so take, take that space alone after you've gathered information to really sit with, okay, well, what do I feel? What do I think? And, and using terms, you know, some people relate more to what do I feel? Some people relate more to what do I think? But at the end of the day, you are your best. You're, you're always your best advice giver after you gather information. Even when I was researching which company to go with after, so my second one. So when I spent you know, that three years looking at 73 different companies, like such a long time, I, no, a year and a half looking at 73 companies. At the end of the day, I was like, I think this is the one, but I gave myself time. And then I, I was like, okay, what really feels the best for me? Where am I excited? You know, and it's okay to have like butterflies nervous, but not contraction. Because when you're like, that's not a good thing. When it's like, that's a good thing. Okay. So nervousness is not, not bad. It's just, is it butterfly nervousness or is it like contraction 
and contraction is a message in your body saying this isn't for you. And the reason being is our body informs us however old you are. So I'm 52. My body informs me, my subconscious informs me from 52 years of experience. Even if it's not in my brain right now, it's in my body, it's in my subconscious. So that's why it's really powerful to listen to our, our gut our gut feelings. I want to share something I, I talked to with my soul prowers as well, because I'm so excited about this concept. So has anyone heard of the default mode network? Is any? Okay, Vern, I was wondering if you'd heard of it. So I had never heard of this term. So it's, I've believed in it and I've taught it, but I didn't know it was an actual area in your brain. So what it is, I've often told people that my best ideas come when I'm washing the dishes, showering, running, doing a jigsaw puzzle, anything where I'm not really concentrating, I'm in kind of an idle mode. So I think Alice, Alice, Dr. Ali said, oh yeah, that's like when my brain is idling. I'm in idle mode. And then the, the idea can come in because you're not like so focused on something. So that is actually called our default mode network. And it's, it's where we have mind wandering cre creativity. Okay. So it's, and it's also where your brain, your subconscious can access memories and it is best accessed when you meditate or when you're doing things that don't require your focus. Okay, so this is why it's really good to have hobbies. It's good to have downtime. It's good to do chores. <laughs> it's a reason to do chores because that's when those ideas can come in. So even when you're trying to make a decision, have these little spaces in your life, you know, where you're like, okay, I've like worked. Let me just get up and like do the dishes or fold the laundry and your best ideas can come in. The, it's another reason why I simply don't procrastinate because I know if I have a presentation, I want to start three days ahead of it. I'll do my outline and then I'll do a little bit more work the next day, a little bit more work the next day because I'm accessing what I didn't know it had a name, the default mode network to give me ideas. Okay, so for, for a voucher, when you're collecting all this information for everyone, when you're trying to make a decision, just know, like, give it some time and then just see, like, okay, what comes in? What do I feel? Because your, your feelings will always tell you the way to go, you know, while you're also taking that aligned action to make the right decision. And knowledge is power. So, like, finding out everything out, you know, is, is always good as well, but then going back to your heart. Okay, so I just wanted to talk about that in terms of decision-making yeah. as well and play with that idea of the default mode network. Default mode network. For some reason, I always want to say default node, but it's default mode. <laughs> okay. And that you mode. can access it, mode. you know, and you can you can use that so that it doesn't feel like you're doing all the work, like you're actually accessing however many years of memories. And it's where your, your mind has the capability to, to do its mind-wandering creativity. Okay. Now the second question is, is this a good time to start a new network marketing company? And what, and this is kind of twofold. What about the fact that maybe in a recession, people don't want to buy high priced items. So let's talk about network marketing first in a recession. So the really cool thing is when there is a recession, when there's uncertainty about where are we going to make money, we need to make more money. This is when network marketing goes up because people are looking for alternatives. Okay, so now this is more the business side rather than the product 
uh, expense side. So they're, I'm going to keep them separate for a second. So in terms of starting a new business and having people come in as associates or as your team, it's the perfect time because people are looking for solutions. And more than ever, not only because of people being worried about a recession or price increases or inflation or, you know, like the world is so unsettled in the past three years, but also they want alternatives to working in an office because people had that time being at home during the pandemic where they're like, I don't even want to go into an office anymore. So they're, they're looking for alternatives. They're looking for people who have really woken up to like, I want a better quality of life. You know, it's just, it's why am I just going to my job and hating it? I, I want to do something different. So perfect time. The other thing is network marketing. It's so much more viable than it ever used to be in terms of the um, the acceptance on a world level. And a lot of that is because of social media. So many people have been building on social media and making it more normal. You know, so, you know, we we kind of sometimes think, oh, those influencers, like I go to Bali, I'm like, oh, go away influencers. <laughs> but they actually have really helped the network marketing industry because so many of them are doing network marketing or affiliate marketing and, nor and normalizing it, which is what we want. So in terms of the business, absolutely best time in the world to be be doing network marketing. So when mm. the economy goes down, best time to be building plus all the other reasons. Now, what about higher priced items? Now, this is so interesting. Yeah. People, no matter what during a recession, will always spend money on things that will make them look good or feel good. And women, especially, even when times are tough, they're not going to give up their skin products that make them look younger. They're not going to give up getting their hair done. They're, they're just, they simply won't. <laughs> so it has always been known that products that make you feel good and make you look good doesn't matter if the economy is down, doesn't matter if people have to like put it on a credit card or, or go out and sell something. They will do it because they will not give up looking and feeling good, especially when there's so much uncertainty where they go back to, I want to look and feel good. So it is, again, people and women, especially, even if it's a higher priced item, it doesn't matter as long as they see a perceived value. And the value, the pull for a woman, especially to look and feel good is, is huge. Okay. So, so, and this, this is what we want to think too. Let me take this a little bit more into the spiritual side. People will pay for something as long as they feel that it gives them the value and it resolves a challenge that they have. So we always want to think like whatever we're selling is it really truly a value and are we communicating that? So there's a lot of people selling things that they're very good at communicating the value and it's, it's not actually there, but they're masters at communicating the value. So we always want to make sure that the value is we're, you know, and that's why in, in Soulcraft, we always talk about the product is the most important thing. When you know you have a product you so stand behind because it has the power to transform people's lives, then you get really good at communicating that you have a, a winning solution. So we we have to, and you don't want to think of it as sales. You're just becoming a really good communicator to communicate the value of your product that you know will change their life. And sometimes we can think, well, you know, like makeup or skincare, like, isn't that just surfacey? But no, you know, if, if it makes someone feel a lot better about themselves, like their self-worth, that's huge. 
It's really, it's, it's not too, it's not surfacy. In fact, manifestation is so related to your sense of self-worth. And there is nothing wrong in wanting to look and look good, you know, and to look vibrant and healthy, you know, like I want to look vibrant and healthy. So the products like skincare, health products, same thing, they make you feel good. The the really neat thing in network marketing, I would probably say 80% are health and wellness and beauty products. We do have the travel. And again, people will spend money on travel. We do have like Bitcoin financial products as well. People will always invest in that no matter what. Um, I'm trying to think, like think of some markets that would go down in a, a recession. Um, I'd have to think about that, but it's definitely not health and beauty. And it's definitely not things like even travel. Like you think we've just come out of a pandemic and travel is like twice as expensive as it used to be. And people, it's busier than ever. And I often think, where's the money coming from for the from these people that are traveling? It's not the wealthy that are just traveling, it's average people. But they're finding it because they value, I've been locked up for two years, a year, whatever it was. So is that helpful, Wouter? Yes, this is the same for men. Uh, we're talking about women, but also for Oops, men. Oops, I, I can't hear you quite. Let me, maybe I've muted you. Oh. Okay. Is it? Uh, um, is it perfect, yeah. Is the same for uh, men? Uh, also like women, but men also, uh, you think? Perhaps it's I changing, eh? It's changing. I think maybe in the past, maybe not as much, but I think now men are very more as, I don't know if I would probably say maybe a, in general, a little bit less still than women, but there are many more men that are buying skincare, hair products. They want, I mean, think how many men go to the gym. There's probably... Why? I mean, actually, I just answered my question. They care just as much because when you go to a gym, it's more men than women in a gym. And why do yeah. men go to a, a gym? It's it's they want to feel powerful, but they want to look good, you know. And there's no so, no so, shame in that. So there's no uh, no uh, hair growing product that would even be a good network marketing. Product. <laughs> it would be a very good network marketing product. <laughs> It'd be very good. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's really, and baby boomers, you know, whether you're male or female, you know, joint pain, you know, feeling tired, you know, prostate health, that's a huge thing for men, you know, or stress. Oh my goodness. Stress. That is one of the biggest products right now. So anything that's stress related. Yeah. Collagen is also huge, still huge. I'm surprised. Because everybody is still getting things done in less time. So you see a lot of people going overstressed. Yeah. So that could be um, a good product, yeah. Yeah. And that's when you're when you're evaluating companies. I'll just review this quickly. I still I keep forgetting. I need to see if I can find the webinar I did on that years ago on how, how, to, how to choose a network marketing company. Let me just um, webinar. So it's based on the the five pillars that we have in module one, I think it is. So where you look at the product first, most important thing. So, and, and things like you're asking yourself, like, do people really need this product? Is, am I going to be able to explain the difference that it can make in their life? Is it, is it of the highest quality? You know, do I love it? Cause you have, you have to absolutely love it yourself. It doesn't matter, like the money, the money does matter, but it comes after the product. So mm -hmm. that so whatever company, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit like uh, like art because people still, even in recession time, 
quite a lot of art. Oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. And art is a huge thing right now because people are realizing as an as part of your investment portfolio, it's kind of the new kid on the block. Like, wow, art can be, yeah, absolutely. Then then look at the, the company itself. So I put the product first. Then I do the company and the founders to make sure that they are ethical. I'm inspired by them. I'm aligned with their values because everything goes from the top down. So that that the owner, the founder, and the, the um, corporate team as well. Then I look at the compensation plan. And the compensation plan for me has to be lucrative for someone like me that wants to make a lot of money, but also really good for the average person that might want to make two, $300, you know, so it's got both those capabilities. And then the training that's available. So, and that's not necessarily a deal breaker for me. Like when I started with my second company, they didn't really have good training in place, but I didn't, I didn't really mind because I know that's my area of expertise. So I could come in and train my team. Now they have great training, but they didn't back in the day. So that's not a deal breaker for me as, and maybe not for you either or anybody else, as long as you feel confident you could train. So, but those first three are really your, yeah, most important. Michelle, sorry, I, I don't know if you've had your hand up for a bit, sorry. Oops. <laughs> She's like, okay, you're back. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm going dark. <laughs> oh. uh, just wanted to add that uh, I find in times of, of recession or when money is tight, it's the opposite. You want to have a good quality product because you don't want to be, even if you might not have a lot of money, you want to, the money that you do spend, you want it to be quality. Yeah. So I think it's a plus. Definitely. You don't want to be like buying cheap stuff because you are really wasting your, your money. Yeah. And it runs out quicker. Doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very good point. So I I think it's a I think it's an an ideal time yeah to start network marketing you know and you know it's it's a big decision if you choose another network marketing company but it's very typical like I I was in two you know so it's very typical that that sometimes you're and I'm not not saying this for everyone to think oh should I join another company I don't mean this at all. But what I mean is if if you really feel in your gut, like, okay, well, I think I should go to another company, really look at that because it's 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 totally normal because usually that first company that we go into, we might not have known what to look for, you know, because it was our first introduction and we fell in love with the with the concept. But then once once you and it was the same thing with my company, like I fell in love with network marketing. But it wasn't until I did it that I realized what to look for. So then that really helped me for my second company. I do, I do really believe the um one one thing you always want to watch out for, and, and this isn't you, Wouter. And but I want to share this with everyone because I had another discussion with somebody else recently. And I'd shared with them as well. And this wasn't them either. But I shared with them um, because I one of the biggest reasons I see people wanting to go to another company is they say that their sponsor isn't good. But that isn't necessarily a reason to leave because oftentimes when you go to another company, it's you find out it's not your sponsor, it was you. <laughs> so 
So you want to be just very careful. And again, the person I was talking to, I shared that with them. It wasn't them as well, but that's just something I've seen in the whole network marketing industry. It's like, I have a terrible sponsor. I'm going to go to another team or another company. And before you do that, just really make sure, okay, could it possibly be me? that I need to, because whether or not your sponsor is good or not, isn't, is not going to make the difference to your success. In fact, my first company, my sponsor was terrible. And that was one of the best things because it taught me to be a good sponsor. Cause I was like, I'm going to be everything that he is not. So, so just to be a, like a little bit mindful of that, but I just also want to say if you've, cause we've had several people in Soulcraft that have changed companies before they've come to Soulcraft after and so it's, there's nothing wrong in changing a company. Just, it's a big decision. So make sure it's right for you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really glad you brought this, Wouter, because it gives us a chance also for all of us. Like, even if we hear out there, oh, this isn't a good time to build and people aren't going to spend money on expensive products, then that gives us all a chance to, to really look at that again. Mm. And Michelle, I love what you said, because I would rather spend money on a good product then wasted on a, you know, it's just not, it's not worth it. In fact, I rarely buy anything these days from like Instagram or like you see all these ads pop up and it makes this, the product seem really compelling and then you get it and it's just, it's not good at all. It's just really good marketing. So I'll quality products. I think more and more people are really attuned to that. So does anyone want to add anything like in your experience related to Wilder's question, then we'll go on to other questions, but anything anyone wants to share or another question, Myrna, are you, is there anything in there you want to, to share at all? Well, I, I just remembered as you were speaking and I actually put it in the comment, the chat oh. section there that um, during the war, women spent a lot of money on stockings. I mean, I know how many of us remember stockings, but anyway. Um, during the war, they spend a fortune on stockings. Mm. That's a good point. And that that was a time like of extreme penny pinching, you know, yes, like but not, they felt not sexy like and they felt lovely in it. And that's why they bought it. Yeah. Yeah. And there is nothing I really want to emphasize this, that we we should be looking all the time to what makes us feel good and vibrant because that leaks out into everything. You know, so it's, yeah, if, if it's skincare that makes you feel vibrant, if it's whatever, you know, it's stockings, <laughs> probably not today. <laughs> Ladies, remember when we had to wear stockings to work? Like, I don't know if you had workplaces that made you, can't believe it. <laughs> oh. So yeah, this is, this is the best, best time. Yeah. And the neat thing too is, we live in such a, a world now that's all about people realizing like, okay, I want to get back to my authentic self. I really want to create the life I want. Like that was so like lifestyle design. If I said that word 10 years ago, people wouldn't even know what it meant. You know, five years ago when I started, I probably have been using that in my title for eight years or so, but even eight years ago, people were like, what is that? You know, it's only now people are like, oh, lifestyle design, you know, like, so we live in such a wonderful world where network marketing is so much more accepted. So I just, it's just the best time to build. All right. So any other questions in the network marketing area? 
that we want to, or in your business, is there a challenge that you want to, I know we're at the half hour mark, but is there any, anything you want to brainstorm at all? Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, let's go into the personal development side. I know we all love that. <laughs> I do too. Okay. So since we are heading into our nine weeks of going back like module by module. And I really encourage all of our old soul crafters to just start in the beginning because it will be like you're doing the course from the beginning. Like you'll be like, I don't even remember Carmen ever saying this because you're a new person. So it's going to hit you differently. But something I really want to go back to is the WAP to make sure that we're really doing our weekly action plan, which I know most of you are. But I want to frame it around the last three months of the year. So just really quickly, if you've got your notepad there, what are your, because you know I'm always big about the power of three, what are your three biggest goals for the last three months of the year? So, you know, we start our goals at the beginning of the year, but now we have three months. And what are your three priorities right now? And most most likely, you know, you might have one that's a network marketing goal, of course, maybe two but have at least one of them be part of your life, a lifestyle goal. So, you know, it could be your health, could be your purpose, but what is it for you? And I, I won't have you share here because I'll just, so you can make it really personal, 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 personal. Like what, it, what is something that you really want to achieve? Like when 2024 hits, you'd be like, yes. Okay. I did the three most important things. And when we set our goals, we always want them to be achievable and a bit of a stretch. So, you know, it's not going to be like, I'm going to make a million dollars by December 31st. <laughs> it's going to be something that's achievable and a little bit more. Okay, so that those are your three main goals then you always want to be thinking when you do the weekly action plan, those are my three main goals for the, the rest of the year. And I really suggest put them on your dream board, put them on your fridge, put them on your mirror in your bathroom, somewhere where you can see them. Because I, I know for me, it just keeps pulling me back. Like I get busy in life, but I always go back to what are my three main priorities for the last three months of the year. Then when you do your weekly action plan, what are my three main goals for this week? And then every day, what are my three main goals for today? And as you know, I always recommend doing that about five days a week. You know, so take Sunday off. You know, I always like one day of the week, I'm like really busy. So I might not look at that, but five days a week, I'm always looking at, well, every day I'm still looking at my th three goals for that week, but every day I'm all, also writing down, what are my three main goals for today? Now I want to take it a little bit further. So this is something we do in Create Your Dream Year and we do it in Soul Pro as well. So when you have your goals, that that can be a little bit um, bird's eye view, which is still good. 
But now I want you to think about what is your action for that? Okay, because it then that gets us into actually taking the action. So when you have, let's say, for example, today, and let's just back it up. So you know your three main goals for the rest of the year. You know your three main goals for the week. So don't worry about doing it for the month, just for the week. That keeps me a little bit more focused than my three main goals for today. And then what are my three main actions for today? And then that gets you really action focused because there is a difference between a goal and an action. And then you can still have your running list of your other things. Like I always do that. I have a running list of my to-do list, like the other things that I need to do. Call the internet company because my internet hasn't been working. You know, all these little things that it's not necessarily part of my big goal, but it's a part of life that I need to get done. So you still, you can still have all of those, but you want to have those three goals for today and the three action steps. Because honestly, even if you did one of those goals and one of those action steps, you're going, you're going to do really well in life, you know? So, but most people, as we know, wake up on Monday morning, they don't even have a plan and then life just takes over. So that's why when you get really intentional, what are my goals for today? What are my three action steps for today? And then doing everything you can to actually do that. But also knowing, even if I have a busy day and I do one of action step and one goal, that's huge. That's more than most people do. So let's back it up a little bit. How do you feel about your three goals for until the end of the year? Do they feel, so they should feel, let's talk about some adjectives. They should feel inspiring. So they should make you want to get out of bed in the morning. They should feel achievable, you know, with a bit of a stretch. They should make you feel expansive, excited. And then, of course, we know when in the day-to-day, -day, when we have the action steps, does anyone remember, and it's we have it on your weekly action planner, does anyone remember what's one of the best ways to get what you need to get done, done? Does that anyone remember? Yeah, if it's not scheduled, it's not real. And eat your frog before noon. noon. Yes, exactly. And remember that time is arbitrary. So if you are busy, like, or say you have a nine to five job, your time might be eat my frog before 7 p.m. at during the day. So you get to choose that time. But when I have my, my actions that I need to do for today, I always do the things that I don't want to do first. Because as soon as I do them, it takes a weight off of me. Because remember, if, if we have something that we've written down that we keep procrastinating on, it, it puts its claws into us and we feel heavier and heavier and heavier. But as soon as you even do a little bit towards it, now, if you have an action, like I need to get my taxes done, you're not necessarily going to get your taxes all done before noon, but you could do 10 minutes of sorting my, my invoices 
you know, and then you feel better. You have more energy to keep doing the tasks that you don't want to do. So eat your frog before noon, do the things that you're most resisting before a set time. And you don't have to do the whole thing at once. Just do a portion of it. Cause when you start something, you automatically feel better. And remember by starting something, you're accessing the default mode network, which is going to do some of the work for you too. So that, that is one of the best ways where we can really achieve our goals by the end of the year, as long as they're achievable. But by taking, because we have three months to really move forward our life. And that's, that's lots, lots and lots of time. So how does that feel for everyone in terms of accomplishing your goals? Is there anything that comes up here where it's like a fear or a limiting belief or a concern? What? I had some I had something come up, but it was more more of an aha than a fear because i I struggle with um like I want I have like big projects I want to do or big tasks um that are more, you know business related or personal development, and I get kind of overwhelmed and I get um sucked into these smaller, you know, tasks around the house, like, oh, I have to get to the grocery store. We're not going to have food to eat tonight. Or, you know, I, I have to clean something because someone's coming over and, um, and they, I get caught up in that. And it takes me away from concentrating on what I really want to do. Um, but from what you just said, Cause I would sit there and go, okay, th today's whatever. I don't have an hour to work on this project. I want to do, I just don't have an hour. Yeah. But my aha was you're saying I could do 10 minutes worth. And that's still progress. If I could break it down into a smaller chunk. Yeah. Is, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, sometimes when some of us sit down with a whole hour, our brain kind of goes into freeze mode, like, oh my goodness, like, and we, we almost don't use that hour productively anyway. Mm. So sometimes it is even better just to do little chunks because you're like, okay, because you know, there's, there's this law, I can't think of the name of it right now, but basically we will spread out what we need to do in the time we have. So if, if you have two months to do a paper, you'll take right. two months. If you have a week, you'll do it in a, this It's a law, but I can't remember what it is. No, I I, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> so sometimes these little chunks are better because you're like, right, I've only got 10 minutes and trust. I mean, this, this is why I really like, like when I choreograph anything, when I do any presentation, even when I was d redoing the seven secrets webinar, I started a week before and would just do little little chunks because I know my, what I thought was my subconscious, but what well, is my subconscious, but it's my default node mode network is working on it. Mm, know right. that you, yeah. And you will get oh, it. Yeah. That's right. It relates to that too. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And really trust that the, the other thing is when you do 10 minutes, you get this like satisfaction and that mm -hmm. energy then makes you the next time you want to do it even more and it gives you energy again. And then mm. the next time you sit down, it gives you energy again. So it's this positive reinforcement that helps you get the task done as well. So these little, 
Because even for me, like when I was doing that, the seven secrets webinar, this always happens with all my presentations. I'm always like, oh, this is such a big task. Like, how am I going to communicate everything? And mm-hmm. then when I sit down in 10 minutes, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do this. Like, but I went from like, oh my God to wow. So that's the power of doing things in little chunks. Yeah. It's great mm-hmm. to be reminded of that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really good. And I love this because also think about like, if you're just so busy, like there's just so much that is going on, knowing that we can accomplish a lot in 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, even just set your alarm a little bit earlier. So you can just create a little extra time. It might not be early in the morning because you're like, I can't even think it like 6 (laughs) a.m. But then you have a little pocket If you can get really good at where your energy is used best. So what I do when I, when I have little mundane things I need to do, I do those in the evening when my brain doesn't have the capability to do something I need to focus on. So I don't waste my precious energy on mundane things. I leave that in a time where I don't really need any energy. So if you can get really good at, like I create best my content, like if it's a blog, if it's a podcast outline, if it's like a presentation I'm doing, usually between like three and six, somewhere in there. So I've learned like now I get like all the stuff I have to get done in my business in the morning. And then I do like errands and stuff I need to do now. Now, obviously I have a bit more time because I work from home, but I know that my creativity, I'm better between like three and six. That's my best. So if if you can also get good at, okay, where is my energy the best for the task that I need? And don't use that precious energy on, on menial stuff that you could do at night when you don't need any brain power. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's good. And it'll be different for everyone. Like I used to be better in the morning, like with creating the content, but now for some reason it's better three to six. That's just, Mm -hmm. I've changed for some reason. Yeah. And it's exciting too. Like you, the more you get to know yourself, you know, this is all why self-knowledge is so important because you get to know how you work as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to apply that. (laughs) <laughs> fantastic good 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 That's all right good. thank you and i would love in two weeks well actually yeah in two weeks i would love to hear how that was working and if you uh-huh. found something else that was helpful bring it back to the group too okay sure any other ahas like that or ideas or when you think of this what obstacles do you think could come up for you? Because we can, if there's any obstacles you can think of, you're like getting distracted, um, you know, family coming in, like what's what could be something that you would feel would be pulling at you so that it's harder to achieve your goals? Definitely family or health issues. I've had that all year getting kind of getting in the way, you know, I'm needed to take care of someone or um, 
you know, last minute, somebody's coming over, you know, and or just different things like that related to family. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the big one for me. Yeah, I think fa- family challenges are one of the biggest, like it could be happy events, or it could mm-hmm. be sad events, or it just could be life. <laughs> <It's> right. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just life. yeah exactly. <laughs> so one of the, so the, the tactic or strategy we just talked about works really well, of course, like the little pockets of time, and then consciously relying on that default mode network. So like, just even like some of the things I do, I think I've probably talked about this, but I'll, if I have something to solve, I'll ask myself before I go to bed. So like, I'll say, okay, I need to figure out, or I need to find the answer to, and then I'll just like say what it is. And then I'll just go to sleep. Cause I know I might not necessarily wake up with the answer, but later on during the day, I'll be like, I'll notice something. So I'll actually instruct my subconscious. So that's, that's one thing that we can do. That's very similar to that employing the default mode network. The other thing is that knowing that we can rely, like you've probably heard we use so little of our brain, you know, there's so much more that we can access. So this is a way that we're doing it. The other thing is besides activating our subconscious to do the work for us, everything is energy. So when we feel inspired, we can get so much done, but the opposite is happening is usually we feel tired and we're maxed out and we're overwhelmed and we're stressed out. And then of course, we're not able to get the things done that we want to get done. But if you feel so much energy, you can get so many things done. So throughout the day, just always be sure there's something that can give you more life energy, whether that's taking a dance class, getting out into nature, taking a break. Um, even, Even for me, like when I do like the seven secrets, webinar that takes so much energy because you're on for like you're communicating you're like it's a you know so that night I just like take a bath read I watch reruns of friends like I just use that downtime because I know my system has to reset and then the next day I'm fine like I'm back to my energetic state so just every day just check in what can I do to restore my life force because knowing if my life force is strong, like the energy that's in me, everything I do will will happen more quickly. So is it a walk in nature? That can be so restorative. You know, is it moving in some way? Is it totally relaxing? Like a like physically like a bath? Is it connecting with somebody? Is it zoning out? And zoning out is actually really good. Like that's why I watch old friends reruns because it just zones me out and I laugh. You know, it's like, so, and that's really good for our nervous system. The, I would say probably the last three years and even before that when social media was really in our lives, really starting to be in everybody's lives, we've probably had like five years where our nervous system is on high alert. So previous to the pandemic and all the news and everything, we were getting more on high alert because of social media. Then the pandemic hit the news, you know, just everything that's been happening, politics, like our nervous systems are so strong, like highly strung. So whatever we can do to relax the nervous system will help in everything. You know, and then there's just life that happens, you know, so, so be consciously thinking, how can I relax my nervous system? And, and I know without a doubt, 
that's one of the keys for manifestation. If we're tightly wound up, it's very hard to manifest. The more you relax, the more you're like, it's going to be okay. Like I'm, I will find a way, you know, my subconscious will find a way, you know, have fun, laugh, relax your nervous system and, and everything works better, which is counterintuitive when we have to get things done. We're like, we're got to get stuff done, but just keep, keep relaxing while you take aligned action. And this is the interesting thing too, is so much of life is polarity and what seems to be opposite things. And it's really how life is set up like yin and yang, you know, day and night, like everything has another side. So when we think about it, we want to take aligned action. So we're in action, but we're also relaxed. So, and oftentimes people are like, oh, just, you know, let it flow. It's life is just going to happen. It doesn't work like that. Yes, you have to be like in the flow, relaxed, but you have to take aligned action. So you're you're bringing those two things together. And it's we can see this in even in the world, like so much of why there's so much polarization is people aren't capable of holding two thoughts in their mind at the same time. You know, like there's always like a, a black, it's not just black and white, they can be gray. You know, this person can be right and this person can be right. So, and that's just really just how our, our universe is created. You know, we've got both sides of everything. So how can I keep taking aligned action, relax when I need to, trust, keep taking aligned action, listen to my intuition, take aligned action, relax. And, and all these little distinctions will, will help. And I always tell myself, like, just even being on this call, like you're, it's at the right moment and the right time for you to hear these things. So that's, it's, and, and on a bigger scale, if we can just trust, like, as long as I'm taking aligned action, I'm being proactive, just trust that everything is going to fit together. I'm not sitting being a hermit and just meditating. <laughs> I'm taking action, but I'm also trusting. And then things really do work, work better. I, I've seen this so much in the past couple of months with everything I was manifesting. As long as I kept clear on what I wanted, but I didn't get stressed about it, things work themselves out. But the minute I start getting stressed, it's like everything gets jammed up. So last three months of the year, super exciting. And this is, of course, the energy is just beautiful this time of year because we have the equinox coming up, you know, and then we're going into, obviously in the Southern hemisphere, we're going into our spring, which I love. In the Northern hemisphere, you're going into the fall, which I love and miss because <laughs> we don't really have fall here. So it's just beautiful seasons to really like enjoy the season that we're in. And remember it's what- also everyone, just it's also, well, it just passed, I think, the new moon. I saw the new moon come up. So I don't know. If you want something to talk about, maybe you can share a little bit about the new moon possibilities. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, we're so big with the new and the full moon with Soulcraft especially. So new moon being when you set your intentions. And then the full moon two two weeks later is always where you check in with how you're doing, you know, so that you can celebrate let go. So I always say as much as we say yes to say no as well, let go. And then also there's a kind of a deeper thing about the full moon about forgiving. 
if there's any area in your life that you need to forgive somebody else or forgive yourself, really, really powerful as well. But yeah, new moon and full moon are, are such a great way to just check in every two weeks and stay connected with nature. So which na nature probably is one of our biggest teachers and the, the best things we can be connected to in whatever way, even if you live in an apartment and you just have a plant and you can see the moon out your window. <laughs> That's all you need to be connected with nature. Uh, beautiful ladies and gent. Thank you so much for that great question, Walter. Really, really, really good. Yeah, the questions are like, I think the best part of office hours so we can really go deep into stuff. Any final comments or questions? Beautiful. You were you were asking what's holding you down. Yes. Um, the thing for, for me is a little bit that um, sometimes I feel guilty that I'm working on let's say my business or network marketing and uh, don't pay attention to the to the people around me. You know, uh, that I'm too occupied and thinking, ah, oh, would it would it would it be nice for wouldn't it be more nice for them uh, if I would be there? Or uh, you know, it's it's a little bit of a guilty feeling. Okay, that's that's so so great to bring up, Walter. So that's so, and in terms of is this. Are you thinking like at nighttime or like when is it that you would feel no. the guilt come in? Tell me just a little bit more. Because my, my girlfriend, she always go sit uh, in front of TV, but I'm I'm not that kind of person. I like to, to do things and to, to work or uh, do other things, yeah. uh, art and network marketing. And I'm yeah. so busy. Sometimes I'm thinking, okay, uh, I'm giving too, too little attention to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's that's a little bit yeah. Okay. Also what's holding me back sometimes. Yes, yeah, yes. And has she ever asked said anything to you about it or is it more your feeling? It's perhaps more my feeling, yeah. My feeling. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. Um so just some ideas. Usually with our partners they don't mind if we're busy doing other things as long as we're carving out some time for them each day where we're really present with them. So what I, if, if this were me, what I would do is I would do two things is making sure every day that you've got time with her where she feels your full attention on her. So like maybe you like you're having dinner and you're like not, you're mm -hmm. totally putting away everything else, like network marketing, everything else. And you're just, just really there. Or maybe like another night you're like, hey, do you want to watch a, a movie to, tomorrow together? But you like consciously every day think of something where you can feel really connected. Yeah. And then, then that gives the, because even in partnership, like, like it's different when you first get together with your boyfriend or girlfriend, like you want to be together all the time. But the longer mm -hmm. you're in a your relationship, it's actually nice to have your own things that you do, as long as you still feel really connected when you are together and that both people feel that they're the priority and you're still making time for them. So I think just the conscious intention of every day, what can I do where my girlfriend can feel I'm really present at dinner? Or maybe the next time I say, Hey, why don't we watch a movie or another night of the week? Why don't we, do you want to take a walk together? It doesn't have to be long, but just something, you know, that you're doing together. Oh, then I would also explode the bomb up front. So I, I do this in, we talk about this in Soulcraft all the time. 
Anytime you're worried that maybe someone is thinking something or you're feeling a certain way, just have sit down with her and just say, hey, I just, well, first of all, set up the time for the conversation. Just say, hey, do you have time tonight? I just want to talk to you a little bit about my work and um, if it's impacting you in any way. Do you have any time to talk tonight? I'd just love to sit down and chat. So it's always, if you're going to have a serious conversation, it's nice to kind of set the time for it but also let them know what it is. So they're not like thinking, oh my goodness, like, what did I do? Or, you know, so it's just like, I'd love to talk to you about like what I'm feeling, if my work is impacting you. And then when you sit down, just say, hey, I I just want to make sure like, are you feeling like I'm paying enough attention to you or in your words, of course, Um, because I want to make sure like, obviously my network marketing, my art is really important, but you are the priority. And I want to make sure you feel you, I'm, I'm spending enough time with you. Is there anything you wish that would be different? And then you can just see if she's feeling anything as well. And she might have some, she might be like, oh no, <laughs> I'm fine. I like my alone time. Or she might be, you know, yeah, it's like, do more. No, <laughs> work harder. <laughs> or she might be like, yeah. <laughs> or she might be, hey, you know, I loved when you said, why don't we take a walk last night? let's keep doing that once a week. You know, it could be something like that. So yeah. I think those two things will, will, will help eradicate that feeling. Cause you'll know what she's thinking. And then also just that, cause honestly, it's not really the amount of time we spend with our partner. It's, it's the quality time and that we mm-hmm. feel like we are really important to them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. And you know, like, I, like with Peter, obviously we're, we're separated now, but I always knew like if I had an issue and I needed him, you know, I, I would always like, if there's something I needed, he would drop it like, you know, right away. You know, like if there was something I needed him for. And I think that's just what our partners want to know as, as well. If we really need them, they would drop anything they're doing. We have a key. Yes. Claudia, go ahead. We have a keyword for that. If so, if I need him, I say, I need an expert. <laughs> expert, that's great. That's great. I need an expert. I love it. I need an expert. That's when great. I, whatever comes with what is uh, not good, what is not working or so on. Not yeah. him, but other things um, yeah. fall apart in the house or so. <laughs> I need an yeah. expert. I don't know myself. <laughs> yeah. And who doesn't want to be the expert to like ride in yeah. and be a shiny, shiny knight to help? Yeah, yes, I, yes, I love yes, it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. And and I plan um for together this time in the agenda. So yeah. I had I'm, I'm in, in coordination. Huh? Yeah. And I think yeah. I think like not every day can you do like a walk or a movie, but I think it's important, like something, whether it's like dinner or lunch or talking before you go to bed you know, just something where you can connect. Like I'm a big believer in eating together. Like I think that's Mm -hmm. such a huge thing to do. It's not for everybody, but for me, that's, that was just such a connective time, you know? So, so what, what in the day, even if you don't have a lot of time, maybe it's just that talk before you fall asleep at night, you know, like asking each other how your day was, but just something that you feel connected every day. Yeah. All right. Well, we are two minutes over, but that was a necessary conversation. I think that was a really good one. So let, thank you, Wouter. Another great question. 
Oops, am I frozen? I think I'm frozen. Am I frozen? Hello? Hello, hello, hello? Is that me? Hello, hello, hello? I think I'm frozen. 